0: Today, the 12th of Tishrei is the yurtzeit of my great-grandfather, my grandmother's father, Reberuch Zelzer. My great-grandfather, Baruch Zelte, was a tremendous tamar chacham, a genius Torah scholar. He knew all of Tanakh by heart. He was a munkach, chassid, a chassid of the minchas, a loser. And at times, even though he made his living by being a baker, he would serve sometimes as a lawyer, a a Rabani, for the munkach rebbe in court cases in, in Bezdin, and Jewish court. And later on in years, whenever he would hear about a story about a Jew who had a court case against a rabbi, he didn't like when, Rabbonim, when rabbis used their ecclesiastical authority uh, improperly, so he would always defend the simple Jew that was up against a court case against any rabbi. He would always defend the simple Jew. He was a very Chush of Jew, very well respected. He had what to do also with the Satmarov, with Rabbi Elish. Anyway, I want to share with you a story about him that I grew up with. It's a story that's been in the family since 1945 and I grew up with it since the, as long as I remember, and I want to share it with you in honor of the yurt site. So my great-grandfather, Rebaruch, lost his wife, daughter-in-law, and a couple of grandchildren in Auschwitz. They all went to the gas chamber. Two of my great-grandmothers and one great-grandfather went to the gas chamber in Auschwitz. So Rebaruch Zeltzer, he survived. He survived even though his wife, his mother-in-law, and some of his grandkids were all killed, he survived. And he made it back to Kirai Helmets, the town in Czechoslovakia that was my family's hometown. And this story I actually heard from his son, my grandmother's brother, my great-uncle, a Jew by the name of Rebavrumi Zelzer. Rebavrumi Zelzer, he passed away about two years ago. Those of you from Queens, you might remember from Queens Boulevard, Abe's Kosher Meats. That was him. That was his butcher store. So Vrumi, who was also in Auschwitz, he survived Auschwitz, he would tell me the following story. And when he got home after he finally made his way home after the liberation of auschwitz he made it back to Czechoslovakia to kirai helmets and he walked into his home walked into the house it was friday night when he finally made it back and he walks into the house and his father my great-grandfather rabaruch was holding the kiddush cup and was about to make kiddush it was friday night and he was about to make kiddush and avrumi told me that he looked at his father as if he was absolutely insane He started yelling at his father. He said, Bishmashigah, you're crazy. Your wife, your your grandkids, your daughter-in-law, they were all murdered in Auschwitz. How could you say Kiddush now? How could you do anything for God now? After the gas chambers? After everything God did to you? After everything God took away, you're going to make Kiddush? And he ran out of the house of Rumi. Later on, his brother, my other great-uncle, heard my great-grandfather say, leave him, leave him, let him go, he'll come back, he'll come back. And Avrami eventually did. A couple, I guess a couple of years later, he became from again, Shemr Shabbos. But this story has always haunted me, because I've always wondered which one was right. Who was right? My great-grandfather, that even after his mother, his wife, his grandkids, his daughter-in-law were murdered, He would still make Kiddush, no matter what. Or my great uncle, his son, Mavrumi, that after everything you just went through, after a couple of weeks after Auschwitz was liberated, how could you possibly make Kiddush? So who was right? Which one was right? And after many years of thinking about it, I believe that both were right. One is allowed to get angry at God. You know, the name Yisroel, we're called Ben Yisroel. The name Yisroel, the word Yisroel, comes from the one that wrestled with the, the divine. Because you wrestled with the divine. That's what Yisroel means. We have always wrestled with God. We have always argued with God. From Avram Avinu, who started debating God when he wanted to... Destroy the city of Sodom. Since then, it's been a Jewish tradition many times to argue and even be upset and angry with God. But no matter how angry we get, we still do what Hashem wants because that's what a Jew is. You know, this point actually was beautifully portrayed by Eli Wiesel in a play that he wrote called The Trial of God. It's a semi fictional account of a story that actually happened to him, that he witnessed. Elie Wiesel confirmed that he witnessed actually this story, that in Auschwitz, one night, three rabbis who were inmates in one of the shacks that they were forced to sleep in over there in Auschwitz, three rabbis decided, after seeing how much terrible was going on, the evil that God did or allowed to happen, they decided to put God on trial. And eventually, at the end of the play, just like what really happened in Auschwitz, God is found guilty. They declare that God is chayiv, he's guilty for what he's doing. And then after they, they indict God and say he's guilty, then they say, All right, now let's go Davin Marav. Now let's go pray. And like I said, my uncle Rumi eventually also came back to Hashem because that's what a Jew does. Like the holy Piazetzner Rebbe wrote, you know, we say in Hoshanahs, Yechidah that we the Jewish people are the only ones that unify you, God. And the Piazetzner in the Warsaw Ghetto screamed out and said, God, Master of the Universe, we the Jewish people are the only ones that unify you because even you, God... Don't unify yourself. You don't show yourself to the world. You keep hiding your face. You do everything to make that people shouldn't believe in you. And we, the Jewish people, we're the only ones that steeped still do and still serve you no matter what. I was just asked recently by a young woman, how are we supposed to go on after the tragedy in Meiron? We're just supposed to go on and, and take it in stride. No, we're supposed to be angry and cry bitter tears. And say to God, how could you possibly do something like that? How could you let innocent people in Meiron on a holy day of die? You have to argue with God and be mad. And then afterwards, go to Davin. Because that's what a Jew is. Good Shabbos.